Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here and can't wait to introduce to you Cassie Sanchez. Growing up, Cassie Sanchez always wanted superpowers and to be a warrior princess fighting alongside unlikely heroes. Suffice it to say, she lost herself in books from fantasy to sci-fi to suspenseful romance. Currently, Cassie lives in the Southwest with her husband, Louie, while pestering her two adult men children. She can usually be found drinking too much coffee while working in her office with her dogs, Gunner and Bullet, warming her feet. When she isn't writing about magic and sword fights, she enjoys golf, spending time with friends, and partaking in a satisfying nap. Let's dive into the pond and meet Cassie. Welcome to the Tub Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Cassie Sanchez. Cassie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jen, for having me. I am very, very excited to be here, and it's a pleasure to meet you. You too. I'm so glad you're here, and I would love for you to start with how did you get into writing? So interestingly, I am a retired stay-at-home mom, which means I am now facing the empty nest, which is fabulous, but during that transition time, I had a pretty major identity crisis, if you will. And I was searching for purpose and didn't feel like I had done anything important in my life, which logically I know that's not true. I raised two boys, but my emotions were just all over the place. And my younger son, Chase, challenged me to write a book since I loved reading so much. So I, you know, toyed with that idea for a while. I went to a creative writing class at our continuing education program. And the first day of that class, I felt like I was going to vomit everywhere because I hadn't been to school in quite a long time. And uh, they were, they'd give you a prompt and you would have to write and then read it out loud. And I walked out of that class, Jen, just jazzed out of my mind. I was so excited. I just had this fire and this like reason to just hop out of bed in the morning. And so I started learning the craft of writing while also writing and have fallen in love ever since. So that's the long story of how I got into writing. I love that. I love that you got the challenge. And I love that you describe it as like a finding a purpose, because when you do find that purpose, there is something that lights up on the inside of you, that there's just this glow, there's this enthusiasm. And so what you're doing, one, it might be challenging at times, but you get joy out of it. And then you don't mind sharing and talking about it because again, you're excited. You're sharing, you're sharing a joy, you're sharing your purpose and you're encouraging and others. And you're, you're kind of being a light for others because you're doing that. So I love that you phrased it like that by finding your purpose yeah, and to your point was... about, and to your point about writing where like you're in the craft, but you're also doing it. Well, that's showing up and doing it. That's awesome. I loved it. It's, you know, I still do. I, I'm still writing, but um, I, I loved, I'm a learner. I'm a natural learner. So I loved, you know, I was doing webinars. I have all these books on writing. I joined Jerry Jenkins Writers Guild, which is fabulous, by the way. I learned so much in his program. And um, yeah, I just, I loved it. I'm still learning because obviously I've, you know, debut author. I have one book under my belt. The second one's actually with my editor. So yay. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just great to have, I don't want to say a job because as a stay at home mom, I did have a job, but I have just, 
I have my office. I have something that's just purely mine. I'm not like the, you know, the football team mom or PTA or supporting my husband or any of that. This is all me, all mine. And it's, it's just fabulous. I'm just thrilled that my, my son challenged me to do it. I'm glad he did too. I think that that's so, so cool. So how, when you decided to take this challenge on and start writing, did you have a genre in mind or was there a certain story or was it exploring the curiosity? I'd love for you to talk a bit more and share a bit more there. Yeah. So I did, I had all these ideas going through my head and originally what I was going to do is actually write modern day Bible stories. So event like for instance, Adam and Eve, I was going to do a modern day Adam and Eve, which I did do. I wrote it. It's, you know, 80,000 words shelved somewhere because it's awful, but that's what I was kind of writing while I was also learning the craft. And then I'm a huge fantasy reader. And also I like romance. So my boys were playing a video game and of course they were arguing and fighting. So I, you know, went to go break that up. And while the game they were playing had this character that I was just super intrigued with. And, you know, that creativity bug just sometimes comes out of nowhere and smacks you. And so I was sitting at the kitchen table. I remember my son was, my older son was across from me. And I just started writing the scene about this assassin betrayed by his team and in a dungeon. And that is actually part of chapter four of Chasing the Darkness. So uh, my, my original direction completely like er, shift way, way over this way, went to fantasy, uh, romantic fantasy. Um, and it's going to be a trilogy. So I'm, you know, now set on that one, but I love romantic fantasy anyway. So it's fun to write. I love that. Okay. So you've said a few things here that I would love for you to unpack even more. One of sure. which is the fact that you're really, you're blending genres, you're blending fantasy and romance. So there's what I'm hearing there, it's, would you say it's more fantasy with romance elements or would you say that it's truly kind of equal parts? How would you describe that? And then what was it like writing that? So yeah, Chasing the Darkness is fantasy with a romantic subplot. And part of that was because I also wanted men to read it, even though my main audience is women, 18 to, you know, however old you want to be. Um, so I... I just, I didn't want it to be over the top romance, but I, I wanted it to fall under the fantasy category. I just like to say it's romantic fantasy because I want to give a heads up to some of those guys who are like diehard, you know, maybe Brandon Sanderson fans or whatever that there is, that is epic fantasy and mine is not that. <laughs> so um, that's kind of why I combine those genres. I love the the romantic element, even if I'm reading um, a suspense or a thriller, I just love the romance part of it. Ironically, I do like rom-coms too, in all honesty, those are really fun, but like a true like romance book these days, I don't like because they're so, um, you know, A plus B plus equals C and they're just, that that's the formula. So anyway, um, writing the romance part was was pretty easy because I've read so much of it that it was just kind of fun. I do my book isn't super super spicy, but um, my mom and my older son did read the spicier version of it because I do actually have one sex scene, so that was a little <laughs> uncomfortable. But now it's just a funny story, uh, so it was fun to write. Uh, the fantasy elements are super fun to write. My book has a lot of sword fights and. Um, you know, action scenes. And I think being a mom of boys and watching all the Marvel and the Star Wars, which I love anyway. I mean, I, they're just a, an excuse now to kind of dork out on that stuff. <laughs> so 
um, writing that is just is just fun for me and kind of I think a natural uh, bent for me. So how did you create the world then? To so fantasy is definitely involving world building. It's involving setting up that structure. How did you? Would you talk through a little bit about when you were creating this the story? Really, you know, coming through what direction you wanted to go and how you went about building out this space and how you went about, you know, constructing the world, if you will. Yeah. So um, my, I think really the way I wrote Chasing the Darkness, I was more focused on the character and then I kind of built the world around. So I didn't sit there and think of, Pan, my, the name of my world was Pandaren. And I didn't really think of, okay, this is the ocean and this is the desert. And, you know, I just had these characters and as they were riding through the forest, you know, then I'm like, oh, I need a forest here, or, you know. So the world kind of, I, I honestly, I've done everything kind of, you know, backwards. Um, this is a, the debut part of me. I'm like, oh, you know, some people actually build the world first so they know where the heck they're going. I had to kind of really map it out when I was writing it because I would, you know, they would be staking out something and, you know, they're looking east. I'm like, wait, is, is this really actually east or was this west or is this north or where am I in my world? And I drew a, a circle on a big piece of paper and just started labeling things. And I have a much better map now, but uh, so that's kind of how the world, it really was more of a secondary kind of went along with as the characters and as the story went. Uh, I don't know if I would do it the same if I, when I write an, a new series in a new world, I might actually, you know, plan that a little differently, <laughs> but um, I did learn from C.S. Lake, and I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she has this one, and I can't remember, it was on a webinar, I think, about adding tension and conflict, and she said, you can use nature and your, and um the world to add tension. You don't just need fight scenes or whatever. And so that is what inspired in my world. I have what's called the desert of souls, which is this desert that goes through the, through the entire Pandaren world. And if you have magic, there's a plant in there that suppresses your magic. So the magical people are powerless inside this desert. So that is kind of how, you know, the world, it just kind of kept growing and growing and, you know, changing, which is, the best part about writing is you can obviously change things as you go. So that's well, how that works. Okay. So I love the fact that really what you did was write a draft. What I hear is that you wrote a draft. You wrote the, I got it from the beginning to the end. So I had something to work with, kind of like a spine, if you will. And then went back through and said, oh yeah, I need a forest. So I need to build out what this looks like. Oh yeah. I need a I need this desert. What does this desert look like? So, and, and how do they connect and, and are they moving from one to another? Are they adjacent or is there something in between there? So the map coming into play, I love how this evolved because you, you wrote the book from beginning to end first. And yes. then even if it was out of order, it's still, you know, even if writing the book was out of order, like I really like this scene. But this scene does not, I thought it would show up in chapter four, and it's actually now going to be in chapter 20. That's okay, because it was still a necessary process to get something started and then going back yeah. through. So I, I love that you described that with the, even if it feels backwards, it sounds like it still worked very well for you. 
Yeah, it did. And, you know, honestly, when I was telling you about the scene that was now chapter four about the guy in the dungeon, that was actually chapter one when I first started. Right. So it definitely, it definitely evolves. I mean, I am to, you know, I'm more of a plotter than a pantser for sure in my writing style. Um, but I'm not super rigid. So things have to be able to move and change. And uh, yeah, the world just, you know, I went back in with, like you said, I had a draft, which to me, writing the first draft is the hardest part. I love editing and revising. I can do that for hours and hours, but that first draft, I just almost dread it. I'm just like, oh, I don't know where to go with this. So um, going back in and then adding, you know, the five senses and, you know, the touch, sound, taste, all of that to all the different scenes, I, I really enjoy doing that part. So to your point with the challenge of getting a first draft done and putting, going from a blank page to something on the page, how did you work through that so that you, you kept going and you did get a draft that you felt you could work with? So that's a great question. And I, um, when I wrote Chase in the Darkness, I was kind of trying to figure out my writing style. So like the first book that I wrote, that's a mess. I definitely had like, you know, the college outline, like one, A, B, C, you know, and that's just way too um, type A, which I am very type A, but that just didn't, wasn't working for me. So with Chase in the Darkness, I said, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to write it. I'm just going to sit down and write it. But I found myself looking at that you know, blank screen going, I don't know where I'm going. Like I have, you know, 30,000 words done and I have no idea like what's next. So then I kind of backed that up a little bit and learned some more techniques. And actually, again, C.S. Lakin has this 10, 10 key scenes and that kind of gives you a road roadmap of your scenes. And so I would sit down and I'd have those scenes and I would write those scenes. And then from that, you would add like the reaction to that scene and then the reaction to that scene. And then you'd have your, uh, you know, then scene number three and then the reaction to that scene. So I just kept plugging along. I tried to be super disciplined. I kept remembering Stephen King's word. I don't know if you've ever read his memoir, The Craft of Writing, fabulous book. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he, you know, he just said, get your butt in the chair and you write, you know, one to 2000 words a day. You just do it. You just make yourself do it. And I mean, I wasn't, super rigid like that. You know, if I got 500, I was great. If I got 4,000, I was celebrating, you know, and you know, on the weekends, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get something done. I might not. So, um, but I just, you know, try to be super disciplined and, and plus at this point, and I, I still do, I, I just love it. I just love, you know, just crafting that and having that, like I said, purpose. So it wasn't, you know, too difficult to get my butt down and do it. <laughs> no, but what I'm hearing too is to your point in on writing, he talks also about like that first draft is for you. And I, and I'm in total agreement with that. That first draft is for you to find your voice, to find where you want it to go. It's not meant to be shared with anyone because yeah. you're still figuring it out for you and something, does it still, does it work? Does it flow? And it's the, the battle of you versus you trying to figure out, right. How do I get something on this blinking cursor so this page has something for me to work with because editing to your point it is challenging but it's a different type of challenge at least there's something there versus right. a blank piece and so you mentioned something earlier I'd like to come back to which was developing tension and conflict I love that kind of thing so yeah. let's talk a little bit more about tension and conflict what were some things that you did that 
you know, whether it was through working with an editor, working or what you wanted to do for yourself or the writing courses, what kind of things did you do or work through for tips like that to help build more tension and conflict? One of the best advice I received was um, from Jerry Jenkins. He wrote the Left Behind series. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but in his, it was a webinar, I think, or something. And he, he said, you need to grab the reader by the throat and never let him go, <laughs> which sounds a little violent, but my main character is an assassin. So it works out quite well. Um, that was super great advice. And then also he had said, if you are bored while you're reading it, your reader is going to be bored. If you are excited, if you are like emotional, if you are turned on, whatever, then you're doing your job because that means most likely your reader is going to feel that as, as well. So if I was writing a scene and I was just kind of like, oh, I think I need to go take a nap, then I knew, okay, this scene needs something, whether it's Dialogue, which I love writing. I, a lot of my scenes are developed through dialogue. I, I come up with these characters arguing with my head and I'm like, oh, that's a really funny little conversation they just had. So I write that down and then I kind of sometimes craft a scene around that. Um, so, you know, with dialogue, you know, sexual tension is super fun to write. Um, like I said, fight scenes, I, I can do. I love that. Um, you know, just the, it's just fun. It's just, that tension that you can just create with weather words or the scenes or with weather. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. So, and, and, you know, and there are so many different books and websites out there for doing it. You can go down a rabbit hole in all honesty. And I think, I think part of that is what I have found with talking to other writers is that they are so caught up in learning and trying to, you know, they bought this book and they bought that book and they're doing this class and they're doing that class. I'm like, that's great. Are you writing? Like, write, like, cause you can learn everything, but if you don't write, you're not, you're just not putting it into practice. So that is, I try to encourage people. Awesome. Read that book, read it while you're writing, like read it like in the afternoon and write in the morning or whatever, wherever you feel most creative. So that's my little tidbit of advice. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but, but you're, but you're right with, with writing, it is something that, yes, you can read the craft books and, and you should, because you you will glean a lot of information, but you also need to put it into practice, even if it's writing a blog or writing, you know, something for your newsletter and, and talking with your community, you might just sometimes writing some other piece helps you to continue doing that. And also working on something that hones your the creativity, the craft that you have too, because, right. you know, depending upon what you're communicating, you might not always leverage this. You're leveraging similar skills, but some might, some writing might be feeling a little bit more marketing and slant. Some writing is more creative in its slant. Some writing might be more technical in its slant. So yes, it's still writing and yes, it's all good, but also practicing in the space that you're wanting to see more of, because that's how you will get stronger. So, yeah. so when you were working on your debut, how did you know when you were ready to give that over to someone else? So you've spent this time, you've been writing, you have gone through the iterations as many as you felt like you needed. How did you know you were ready to work with an editor or work with beta readers or anyone to even remotely look at that? How did you know when to open the door for somebody else to come in? That's an excellent question. Um, and I got to go back like a couple of years to, to get there because it's been a little bit. Um, I think in all honesty, 
as I was learning to write, I was also learning about platform and having to build your platform and a website and everything. And honestly, when all of that was kind of set up, I then realized now it's time to get my book out there because now I've got a presence, not a big presence at the time on, you know, online and all that, but I have, so if I sent it to someone, they could actually go to a website and see something about me, you know? So that was one thing I had gone over it and over it and over it. And I just felt I had some trusted, I had a trusted friend, um, a lady that I played golf with also who reads similar work. And I just said, Hey, would you be interested in reading this? I just kind of want to get some, just some, you know, input. Obviously my mom, my mom read it and, um, a couple other people that I trusted, you know, that would give me, you know, and I gave them, I need honest feedback. I've never done this. So if you, if there's a part that is slow, boring, confusing, whatever you need to tell me. And then at that same time, I found a company that does beta reading and um, you just pay, I think it was like a hundred bucks and I sent it off to her. And that one, I was super nervous to get back because even though my friends read it and, you know, a lot of them really liked it and they, you know, they had some points and, you know, good advice. I still was like, oh, you're my friends. And I, you know, I can be really scary when I'm angry. So they might not be honest, <laughs> but I knew this beta reader since I paid her to do it would give me honest feedback. So once I got that back and then made the changes and went through the editing process again, you know, whether I think I finally got pro writing aid, which is an amazing program to, you know, fix grammar. Cause I think I learned grammar in mid school <laughs> and that was, I don't even know how many years ago that was 40. Um, so, you know, that helps with that. Anyway, once I did, did it through that again, then I started working on my query letter and synopsis and started working on that part and just kept moving forward, just kept stepping forward. I love that you talked about um, building the presence and recognizing that there's a dance of balancing the creative writing, the getting the book together, the writing, the editing, the publishing, the, that aspect of it. And there's also the, now I, and I also, and it's not a one or it's an and that we're going to develop a presence, have a presence and use that as a way to talk with my with, with community, with build a community. It's not just, there are people that you want to connect with and creating that space so that when you also say, hey, this book is out, they go, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to check this out because that yeah. presence has already been created. So would you talk a little bit about what that was like to kind of get those pieces going? Do you have any tips for someone who might feel like they need some work there? Yeah, so I, the first thing I did was create a website. Um, I tried doing it on WordPress and all that, and I'm just, you know, not technically savvy. And honestly, I didn't want to spend the time to learn. I thought, you know, if I'm going to balance my time, which that's what this all, you know, eventually comes down to is how we're going to use our time. I didn't want to spend my time learning how to do a website. So I ended up finding someone who created it, but then I found another someone who would help me maintain it and add things and spruce it up. And so that was the first part. And 
coming up with, you know, the about page, <laughs> like, hi, I play golf, I drink coffee and I nap, you know, I mean, what the heck am I supposed to say on that? That was challenging. And I didn't have any accolades yet. I didn't really even have a book yet. At that time, I didn't have a cover yet. You know, I had a title that um, I was set on, but that was it. And I had my map. Thank goodness I had my map that I created on Inkcarnet. I don't know if you're familiar with that website, but you can create maps on it. It's so much fun. Anyhow, so I did that. And at the same time I was doing that, I created, you know, an author page on Instagram, an author page on Facebook, and then one on Twitter. So just started you know, getting involved in that. And I didn't have a book really. So I never talked about a book. I just started getting involved with people and, you know, trying to see what they were reading or, you know, I have this Monday mayhem post, which is about my dogs. Cause at this time, like, I think over a year ago, my husband brought home a, a lab puppy, <laughs> which uh, it's like having a newborn again. And, um, but they provide lots of content. So uh, that was easy. So, you know, I had my Monday mayhems or I had wacky facts about me, you know, so I just started building and kind of trying to figure out my brand. They talk about author brand. I still am not really sure what that means. Um, I just think, okay, this is my personality. You know, it's, you know, there's some humor involved and a lot of sarcasm <laughs> and dogs and coffee, you know, so this is kind of me and I write fantasy. So, you know, I just started kind of building that and playing with that. And, um, and then just, yeah, the newsletter part, you know, again, they say what you have to write a newsletter, you know, that's either going to inform, entertain. I can't remember the other ones. And, you know, as I just was like, well, I don't know what to say. What am I supposed to say? Cause I didn't want to do a mom blog. I mean, I, I had an experience as a mom, but that's not, I, there's like 40 million of those. I didn't want to do that. But on the same side, I'm like, well, I'm just barely, I don't even, I, at that time, I wasn't even considering myself an author. I didn't call myself an author. I just said, I'm writing a book. So coming up with content, I think is the challenge. And, you know, the insecurity of that imposter syndrome is real. It's there. And I still struggle with that. But, you know, I just kept plugging along and I knew that it was going to be a slow burn kind of thing. This is, it's going to build and build and build. It's not going to be instantaneous and you have to be patient and just keep staying consistent, whatever that looks like, whether it's once a month or you're posting every day or whatever, just consistency, I think is super important. I, I love all of those things because to your point that every time you achieve a new level, and whatever that is, whether that new level is you've completed the first draft, now we're going to the next round, or you've completed what you feel is a polished enough manuscript to then start soliciting queries or working with an editor, or you're now getting ready to hit the publish button, that kind of thing. Every new step like that almost feels like a new level. And that saying new level, new devil, that's what <laughs> it sounds like. So you, there is that dance of figuring out okay, how do I now start to show up in this new space where to your point, imposter syndrome can show up, but you hit on the various way to move through that. And that's continuing to show up and saying, I'm showing up anyway, I'm being authentic and I'm showing up anyway. And mm -hmm. that's what I was really taking away from what you were describing is I, I focused on others and I focused on service and I focused on community. And that's what I, I love that you talked about that because to your point, building before you had the book was so instrumental. And I love that you did that. And you did that 
with integrity and authenticity because it was you showing up saying, let me share with you my pups. This is my world. (laughs) Here is the manuscript with where it currently is. So, (laughs) but I I love that. I think people need, like you said, authenticity. And there's a book, um, Writing 21st Century Fiction by Donald Moss. I don't know if you've read that, but he is all about bringing your real self into your writing and into, you know, everything. And I have always been very real. Sometimes I'm a little too real. People are like, okay, I didn't need to know that TMI, but um, I think it's refreshing. And, you know, there's just times when people want that, you know, especially in social media, because we get these pictures of, you know, the most beautiful meal or the best vacation when, you know, darn well, you've been fighting with your family the whole bloody time, you know, but we have all of that. And so it's, it is, it is just, I think it's good for anyone who wants to be a writer or an author and, and, and have a career or somewhat of a career out of it, just be authentic. I mean, there's, there's no reason not to, you know, it's just, cause if they don't like it, they don't like it. Who cares? You're not, I mean, they're, you know, I've got uh, people I, that follow me in India. I'm never going to meet them. So if they don't like me, they don't like me. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, authenticity, I think is key. Very important. I love that. Cassie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Where can people connect with you and where can they get your book? So the first place to go is to my website, which is CassieSanchez.com, C-A-S-S-I-E Sanchez.com. There you'll learn all about me, all about my book. And there are links there where you can, you know, purchase the book, which that'd be great. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, um, Cassie Sanchez author. Twitter is Cassie Sanchez underscore author. I have no idea why it's different. It shouldn't be. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to do TikTok. <laughs> Don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm on that as well. So that's a great place to follow me. Instagram is where I do my daily posts where you learn a lot about me and, and what's coming, what's going on with the books. Like I said, the second book's with my editor. So hopefully I'll have that ready by the end of the year. But Chase in the Darkness is available now. And super excited to say it's won six awards. So I'm jazzed out of my mind about that. So yeah, very exciting. So yeah, come visit me on my website or on those social media platforms. And Jen, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. I've had a great time. Thank you. I've had a blast with you too. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.